good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We have finished reading 1 Timothy and I, I did a little summary on that. So now we are ready to read 2 Timothy. Now a little background on 2 Timothy that I could find is that uh, Paul was actually awaiting execution now this is this is what I had found and, and read from some commentaries that uh, he was actually waiting execution when he had sent this letter to Timothy and others that had been with him had uh, had left him and I don't know um, this letter is different it's a very personal letter to Timothy uh, because he wasn't sure if Timothy would be able to get to him before he was executed he did give him some some instructions and encourage him in a lot of ways so this letter is short uh, but like I said it's more of a personal letter and I think it shows uh, I think it shows char uh, Paul's character and, and real belief uh, in what he had been preaching so and that was something that they had mentioned as well that they they thought that this letter um, this letter had had shown you know more more of Paul's true belief because he was waiting to be actually be executed at this time and that he had sent Timothy this letter encouraging him and also asking him to come to him and bring some things um, so we'll <clears throat> we'll read this um, trying to keep that in mind uh, and uh, the second Timothy this letter is uh, pretty short I think the first you know the first little bit the first chapter well anyway we'll just read it it's there's only like four chapters so it's it's pretty short even for uh, one of Paul's letters which we know Paul could get kind of long sometimes <laughs> anyway so uh, let's start here in 2nd Timothy chapter 1 Paul an apostle special messenger personally chosen representative of Christ Jesus the Messiah the anointed by the will of God according to the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus now I am reading from the Amplified Bible I just want you to understand that. To Timothy, my beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace, inner calm and spiritual well-being from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord, I thank God, whom I worship and serve with a clear conscience, the way my forefathers did, as I constantly remember you in my prayers night and day. And as I recall your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I remember your sincere and unqualified faith, the surrendering of your entire self to God in Christ, with confidence, trust in His power, no, with confident trust in His power, wisdom, and goodness of faith, which first lived in the heart of your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, and I am confident that it is in you as well. That is why I remind you to fan into flame the gracious gift of God. That inner fire, the special endowment, which is in you through the laying on of my hands and those of the elders at your ordination. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, 
But he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline, abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. So do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord or about me, his prisoner, but with me take your share of suffering for the gospel. Continue to preach regardless of the circumstances in accordance with the power of God, for his power is invincible. For he delivered us and saved us and called us with a holy calling, a calling that leads to a consecrated life, a life set apart, a life of purpose. Not because of our works or because of any personal merit, we could do nothing to earn this, but because of his own purpose and grace, his amazing undeserved favor, which was granted to us in Christ Jesus before the world began eternal ages ago. But now that extraordinary purpose and grace has been fully disclosed and realized by us through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who through his incarnation and earthly ministry abolished death, making it null and void, and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of this good news regarding salvation. I just want to note that he says that uh, that uh, let's see his grace was was granted to us before the world began because it was always God's plan to save us to save us all to save as many people as would be willing to come to him and accept his grace so and that's he has grace for everyone he has capacity room however you want to look at it there's a place for everyone it's just up to us to make that decision and come to him and that's always been the plan that's always been the way it was he his intention was always for us to be with him there was never any other thought or intention regarding us it is only through our choices that we <clears throat> pull away from God or that we refuse to accept God and his grace so I just want to point that out that's not that doesn't mean that from you know uh, it kind of goes back to the destined thing or the predestined thing it doesn't mean that we receive his grace and we cannot stop it and we receive it regardless no matter how awful we are that's not it it's if we will come to him we will receive his grace he will not turn us away you know it's it's always us it's always the choice and the decision is always ours but for his part he's made his decision and he has basically like opened the doors of grace to all of us if we will just come to him and accept it so all right <clears throat> Let me find back where we were. Okay, so let's see. Let me make sure I'm in the. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna have to reread a little bit of this. I'm sorry. I probably got a little off track there. Um, and this is long. For he delivered us and saved us and called us with a holy calling, not because of our works or because of any personal merit. We could not do anything to earn this, but because of his own purpose and grace 
which was granted to us in Christ Jesus before the world began. But now, extraordinary, oh wait, but now that extraordinary purpose and grace has been fully disclosed and realized by us through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who through his incarnation and earthly ministry abolished death, making it null and void, and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of this good news regarding salvation. This is why I suffer as I do. Still, I am not ashamed, for I know him, and I am personally acquainted with him, whom I have believed with absolute trust and confidence in him and in the truth of his deity. And I am persuaded beyond any doubt that he is able to guard that which I have entrusted to him until that day when I stand before him. Keep and follow the pattern of sound teaching doctrine which you have heard from me in the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Guard with greatest care and keep unchanged the treasure, that precious truth which has been entrusted to you. That is the good news about salvation through personal faith in Christ Jesus, through the help of the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. You are aware of the fact that all who are in the province of Asia turned away and deserted me. Um, I'm going to do the best I can with these names. Bear with me. Uh, Phygelus and Hermogenes among them. The Lord grant mercy to the family of Onesiphorus, because he often refreshed me and showed me kindness, comforting and reviving me like fresh air. And he was not ashamed of my chains for Christ's sake. But instead, when he reached Rome, he eagerly searched for me and found me. The Lord grant him, grant to him, that he may find mercy from the Lord on that great day. You know very well how many things he did for me and what a help he was at Ephesus. You know better than I can tell you. So, Paul's explaining that the folks in Asia, I guess, um, these are congregations or people that he had taught in Asia. They had deserted him. I'm not sure if he's talking about whole congregations actually or, or just some specific people. And then he refers to on, Onesiphorus. I, I don't know how to say that name for sure so I'm doing the best I can. But, you know, talking about him being, you know, uh, he showed him kindness and was not ashamed of the fact that he was imprisoned. So, I think the reason people had left Paul at this point was that he had lost and he was going to be executed. They were waiting to execute him. So, for whatever reason, I don't know how how Roman justice was, how quick or slow it was. So, But that is the end of chapter 1, and it is... It is good and bad in that uh, Paul is waiting to be executed, but he's encouraging Timothy. And he's reminding him to keep alive, to keep safeguarding the knowledge of the gospel that he has. Because it's important, and it's, you know, they did not have the Bible as we do. So, um, 
so they had it a lot of it was by um, uh, word of mouth and by um, one of they had scrolls and, and uh, scriptures on scrolls I can't think of the right word parchments uh, so so they had limited uh, resource like like we have I have I have so many Bibles it's not even funny but uh, you know they did not have that so um, so they uh, so they a lot of them it sounds like a lot of them they have you know fallen away from Paul maybe they thought that he was indeed in the wrong in some manner or something I don't know or maybe they were just afraid to be associated with him in case they too would be executed I, I don't know sometimes uh, sometimes when someone was found guilty other people would be roped in like it was a conspiracy I, I think that can still happen so something to be aware of anyway again that is second Timothy chapter 1 I want to thank you for listening hope you have a wonderful day and remember God loves you